Welcome to the Music of America podcast, where every week we visit a different state in America and meet a different guest in the music industry. Every day, Monday through Friday, we begin in Alabama and we end in Wyoming. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Let's talk music here on the Music of America. The Music of America podcast continues. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. And our guest today, Eric Summer from Pittsburgh, North Carolina. And we'll talk with Eric and have him wish you a happy Valentine's Day in just a little bit. The Octave Mandolin, Joe Mendel's signature piece of art, gives you that really sweet tone somewhere between a mandolin and a guitar. It has the mandolin punch while delivering the sustain and the range of a guitar. And he builds them to your specifications. You might prefer the Adirondack top to the Sitka, maybe black walnut, mahogany, rosewood, maple. You select the wood. You select the style, and Joe will make it for you, your very own octave mandolin. All impart flavor of their own to the tone. I call them Mendel's Mandos. He calls them the octave mandolin. Available at JoeMendelFretz.com. JoeMendelFretz.com. Happy Valentine's Day to you. Eric Summer, our guest here from Pittsburgh, North Carolina. We won't talk about the nightmare it was that get us got us to get to this point because neither <laughs> of us are tech savvy enough to get this thing going <laughs> but we we we're here we made it and happy valentine's day hi everybody happy valentine's day delighted to be on this show with uh tom and uh, if you're anywhere near the sound of our voice make sure you support him and listen to him what's going on everybody so you've been around a while you've played around and we've uh hey let's say that lightly yeah we've we've you have played music all <laughs> over the country. How's that? <laughs> I've been around. I've been around this globe about eight times. No I've, kidding. Yeah. What's I, your farthest I, reach? Like, what's the furthest you've been from home? Uh, Saigon, South Vietnam. No kidding. Yep. Playing music, or were, yep, were you in the war? Music. And okay. Doing all kinds of things. Did you? Tour, I, I grew up in. You, I grew up you, in Southeast Asia. Oh, you did. Yeah, my dad was in Vietnam for a long time. No kidding. So I grew up in Bangkok. Wow. That's where I learned that's where I learned how to play. Got there when I was about five years old. And to be uh five years old in Bangkok with five dollars, you were the king. You no could kidding. get anything you wanted at any time. So I had to get me a guitar to keep you know to keep me uh organized and yeah. So I worked on that. First my mom took me to a show at the uh um at the uh, USIS information service and it was it was uh, Addison and Crowfoot, like one of the early Americana duos. Yeah. And I got up and I played Stu Ball was a racehorse and son of a gun. I never looked back. No kidding. At yeah. five. At five. Five years old. And then I, 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 I practiced and I got good. And by the time I was 12, I was playing in downtown Bangkok for the GIs who are an R&R from South Vietnam, from Saigon. Wow. wow. I was playing at a place called the Trolley on Siloam Road. One day, this guy came in and, and you know, we didn't get anything. We, I mean, the only thing that was available at the PX was like Montevideo Orchestra, Woof. Uh, Piercy Faith, um, <laughs> the good Harry stuff. Como and his right. singers, you know, really. I appreciate it now, but man, back then it was like, what? And there was like no Bob Dylan, no idea what was going mm -hmm. on. So, um, Scotty came in, was listening to me, and came back, heard him again, and then came back. And finally, he said, came up to me at the end of one of those Sunday shows and said, you know, you're doing this all wrong. 
I said, really? Please help me, because I knew nothing. Yeah. And uh, he gave me a set of finger picks. Oh, no kidding. And showed, and showed me how to play freight train. And, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And um, I got really good at it. I mean, I really I really worked at it. And then yeah. uh, I've been trying to find him for 40 years. And his name was Staff Sergeant Jim Hall, because without, had he not given that to me, I would just be like another guitar player with flat pick and stuff. And, yeah. And I, I was playing in um, Fort Stockton, Texas. They were yeah. very big Vietnam vets group there. And they found him. And, oh, they did? Uh, yeah. He was uh, he's on uh, panel 6D at the Vietnam Wall. And he was killed in a mortar attack a couple of months after I saw him. Oh, my gosh. I know. So it really just tied it all together. And now I live in Pittsburgh, which is a mile, well, but maybe 10 miles from the railroad tracks that separate Carborough and Chapel Hill, where uh, Elizabeth Cotton was born on Lloyd Street. And she wrote that song, Freight Train, for the trains that used to travel on those tracks. Well, I'll be darned. Isn't that funny, funny how it all comes together? Yeah. Yeah, it really is. So what? Uh, when did you leave Bangkok? Um, got out of there, uh, you know, late, late sixties, mm -hmm. went back 72, 73, and then, uh, uh, left Saigon and, or left Bangkok in 72 or 73 and, uh, hitchhiked all through Europe and ended up in Denmark, Aarhus, oh. Denmark. And, um, I lived there for two years. I worked in a bakery or worked in a laundry and I played guitar at three restaurants, uh, you know, two or three That's times good. a week and um, was able to practice in the sauna rooms with great acoustics. <laughs> and, uh, and, and uh, you know, that's how I, that's how I sort of got a leg up on stuff because I had nothing else to do. And you ever try to speak Danish? Don't even try. When you got out of Vietnam then, were you finally getting exposed to the music of the times? I was. Uh, I was. I had already, when we came back in like the late 60s, I had already been to college for a couple of years. Oh, okay. And um, and we ended up uh, moving back to Bangkok, or to uh, 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 to Boston, where my, my dad uh, went to school. And so we were in Lexington, Massachusetts. And, um, you know... He went back uh, to Vietnam. I stayed in, in Boston, finished up my high school, and then went to college in New Jersey. But, you know, being in Boston, man, that music scene was alive and crazy. Sure. Uh, everything was happening. Uh, yeah. I used to play on the streets in Harvard Square uh, underneath the uh, the entrance of the Harvard Coop, the big uh, Harvard Cooperative right across from Harvard Square. And I would see Bonnie Raitt going back and forth to Jack's with her guitar, doing happy hours. No kidding. Every, wow. uh, everybody was there. We'd go to King's, the bar underneath the corner of... Uh, remember, there was a movie called Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, and yeah. There's, a, there's a scene in there where he and Minnie Driver, I think that's her name. Yeah. Are, yeah. They're sitting, uh, having coffee in this little diner, and they're eating food, and then they're eating hot dogs and kissing each other. And that's the Tasty Diner. And I, underneath that is a place called King's. You could go into that bar just about any time during the day, and you'd find sitting at the end of the bar, Jay Giles, John Hammond Jr., no uh, Magic Dick, um, uh, Seth Yustman, uh, Danny Klein, um, Bonnie Raitt, 
um, Duke and the Drivers. I mean, it was just like this. It was just like a tanking up. You know, we go to gas stations for gas. That was like where you went for your alcohol during the yeah. day. Yeah. It was just like, you know, a whole row of people. And that that's where I really got my start, opening up for John Hammond Jr. And then um, when I came back from uh, Denmark, I landed back in Boston, didn't know anybody, didn't have any money. And I was playing on the street and uh, I ran into Don Law and uh, he picked me up, gave me about 40 shows over the course. Wow. Few, yeah. And then I he put me on tours with uh, um, Little Feet, John Mayle, John Hammond, Dr. John, Buddy Guy, Junior Wells, Lowell George and Little Feet. Yeah. Um, then I was back in Europe for three years with Nick Lowe, Dave Edmonds, Pretenders. Whatever happened to Nick Lowe? Oh, he's still out there, man. Is he? Okay. Yeah. He's and he still was out like, there. He was it was such a force, you know, and then he kind of disappeared. And then he came out with a was it song in the seventies, Cruel to Be Kind. Remember that? You gotta be cruel to be kind. Yeah. Yes. That's wonderful. And and, and I haven't heard from him since. No, you know, he, like like um Nick um Dave Edmonds. Yeah, um, yeah, is like he he plays a lot, but Nick Lowe was just here in town. Oh, no kidding. Uh, yeah, he's got he's got like bright white hair, big black glasses, just great. oh wow. So I mean, he looks like the guys he produced, Elvis Costello, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and that's then, right. Um, that's right. I read that that he got into got really heavy into production. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Songwriter producer, and yeah. uh, after. Um, after um, pure pop for power people, um, you know, he he invented the uh, he invented the genre with those great songs he had, "Crawling from the Wreckage," "Creature mm -hmm. from the Black Lagoon." Creature I knew the Black bride Lagoon. when she used to rock and roll. <laughs> you know, great just, songs, man. Oh man, and they were like three minute classics, and they just banged them out. Yeah, they were wonderful. Wonder. Well, speaking of of a three minute classic, this has got to be, and then I got to work this into your show, or your songs <laughs> somehow. We'll, we'll spend we'll spend the whole Valentine's Day down memory lane. I know we got to watch out here, <laughs> but I want to I want to inject a couple of your songs, and you talk about these three minute uh, blockbusters. This one is just so much fun. This first song of yours, we're going to play it. So much fun. I told you when we first started talking, or recently started retalking, or whatever about about right. doing this i said i'm so intrigued just by the title it's called the oh, serial right. song <laughs> and and you said listen to it and i listened to it that day and i, I chuckled and then i listened to it again i just laughed some more it's just such a fun song who writes a song about breakfast cereal yours truly i do over here in the corner there's summer <laughs> hi over here um yeah funny, you know it's funny where inspiration comes from <laughs> you never know you yeah. know and and what P Picasso always said was, inspiration is everywhere, but it must find you working. Oh wow, that's great! That's great. If you're, yeah, if you're working, it's there. It just drops in. And yeah. uh, I think for that one, I was in, um, I was in playing in Knoxville, Tennessee. Oh no, no, that, that's uh, some that's something else. So, you know, for that one. I I was really influenced by Magic Dick. I loved his harmonica style. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, I was always looking for stuff to fill out this set the set list and the shows. And uh, you know, I think I just 
it took me a long time to to break out of my own limitations and my own uh, barbed wire that I put around me. Yeah, and and uh, to be free and to be just explosively interactive with the universe. And then just one day, um, I think I was in the kitchen. I looked up, bingo, sugar pops. Here we go. <laughs> And that was it. And then got a whole list of, and it keeps changing when I do it live. I mean, it depends on what cereal comes into my head. That's um, funny. But yeah. <laughs> Depending on what cereal comes to you. Well, because I think, in fact, one of your emails to me was like, uh, eat your Wheaties. I'm like, oh, yes. come on. <laughs> well, Wheaties, Breakfast of Champions. Breakfast Look of Champions. Me. Well, this uh, is called, this is fun. This is called the cereal song we're going to listen to here. It's Eric Summer, our guest here on the Music of America podcast from Pittsburgh, North Carolina. The cereal song. I got my cereal in the bowl and lots of milk and it's nice and cold. Sugar pop, sugar pop, drive me wild and nice and sweet and it make me smile.
song Keep singing it loud, singing it strong Won't have fun to help me sing that song We'll make it up as we go along The Serial Song here on the Music of America podcast with our guest, Eric Summer. Happy St. Valentine's Day. You know, it's this simple. It is this simple. You buy Kitty's litter box, open the box, place litter in the box, introduce the box to your cat. When the cat has done their business for about a month or so, close the box and throw it away. That's it. Just close the box, grab the handle of this biodegradable box and throw it away. It's perfect for traveling with your favorite feline, affordable, it's convenient. That's the one thing I didn't care about, cats. I don't know how it became my job, but cleaning the litter box, yeah, that, I don't know, that, I, I hated it. Okay, well, if Kitty's litter box were around, say, 20 years ago, who knows? Maybe I'd still have cats. Kitty's litter box, all lowercase, kittyslitterbox.com. Order today. It's perfect. And our guest this Valentine's Day, Eric Summer from Pittsburgh, North Carolina now, but he's been all over the world. And when you got on the scene back in when you were 12, 15, you were rock and roll, pop kind of music. Your flavor to me came across the songs that I listened to, came across more country, but the more I listen to it now, it's more like what music has done. It's got like a country flavor to it, but it's still pop music, right? Yeah, I think that's a legitimate way to way to put it. I keep telling anybody, if they can figure out what we're doing, we'll give them $10. <laughs> I'll be looking for my check. <laughs> I understand. Um, because, it, you know, you know, those kind of labels are not only dangerous, they're, um, they're unhelpful because they immediately limit somebody who's not into sort of the country thing. Yeah. And to, he won't listen, they won't listen to it. And that's, you know, it's a great loss. You know, it's, it's uh it's just uh you know making sounds and making noise putting it together and seeing what happens and this one thing i do with a song called uh do re mi um where we just you know band steps back and i take these cheap little um um black j terser parlor guitars which i just love and uh, you know it's open tuning to open D. Turn it into the amp. The feedback goes bananas, and it's just fabulous. And I just drop it in my lap, and it's all lap slap. And you know, place goes crazy. Uh, is that country? I don't know. It sounds like excavational music. <laughs> you can't I mean, come up with your own name for it. You know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um. Uh, yeah. But this is now our we're, our turtle dodging section of the show where we play only music that okay, <laughs> you know <laughs> appeals to the dodging turtles. <laughs> oh my God! That's dodging funny. turtles. Uh, yeah, shucking and jiving, and especially out here where it's uh, you know, buckshot and um, um, uh, uh, grits and and cornbread and uh uh collard greens don't be picking on my my grits and shrimp now that's one of my favorite delicacies from this oh time. man we just had shrimp and grits last night did that you great did you? absolutely yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're on this keto thing so i gotta i, I don't get grits now but you know everyone's yeah. gonna cheat <laughs> yeah I so just... let's talk a little bit like you having been in music as long as you have 
You've gone through lots of things that have changed in the scene. We had rock and roll, right? Sure. We had disco. We had glam rock. We had metal. We've had punk rock. Uh, and you're still playing. Do you Absolutely. change your style as the scene, the pop music scene, that which is being sold, I guess, or, or portrayed on radio? Do you change your style to assimilate to what's what's popular then, that trend? It's a great question. I hear that stuff and I say, I can write better than that. Yeah. And so, you know, I'll come up with a with a song. You know, I started out um, you know, in you know, I was a committed kind of folky because that's all that's all I knew, all I could and and then um, you know, when the cars came out, that was it. And I love that power pop. I love that yeah. sort of uh that what was it called? New wave, I think at the time. Right. I love that stuff. I mean, it was so clean. It was so pure, and yet it was rocking like hard. And I, I loved that. The first uh, band I had, Sparking the Blades. That's all we did was that kind of, that kind of stuff. And then, uh, you know, now with um, Eric Summer and the Fabulous Piedmonts, we do, we stick a bunch of that stuff uh, in. But yeah, I'm always listening to what's going on. Um, I have a little song called. Uh, um my little hometown that is a real tearjerker but you know we put strings in it and we put the uh, piano in it and you know whatever the song needs to succeed we try to put that into it but i'm wide open to it you know on top of all that if you believe this uh in the late 60s before we came home um it was really dangerous to be in bangkok it was um Ted offensive, just a lot of yeah, bad yeah. stuff. So they sent me to boarding school in India, Darjeeling, India. You can you can go online and see this place, St. Joseph's College, North Point, in Darjeeling, India. It was built by the British in 1860. Oh. And uh I love the sitar. I loved the tabla. I loved what came out in Sgt. Pepper's because there was so much of that influence. Right. So I love well, Ravi Shankar and all that. Yeah. 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 And those guys. Yep. I uh, love that. Never shied away from that. But, you know, now I've gone over the edge. I'll do record sort of ambient sounds of, of bottle caps hitting the refrigerator. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> you know, and sort of tying that into some sort of beat strategy that, you know, pulls the song along. I have no, I, you know, the game is wide open. Use whatever That's you can funny. make, whatever you want. I've told this story a couple of times here on the show when the Aerosmith did Sweet Emotion. Oh, uh, man. Uh, uh, Steven Tyler was looking for the, the shakers, some shakers, right. and he to, to fill in, and he, they didn't have any. He goes, hang on a minute. He goes into the break room. He comes back in. He says, turn this mic all the way up. He had a sugar packet. And he's going, with a sugar packet. So if you listen to Sweet guys. Emotion, you hear the the shakers. It's not shakers. It's a sugar packet. That's brilliant. You know, who thinks of this stuff? Well, obviously he did. You know. <laughs> hey, I used to when I was in Boston. I I lived in Brookline, and um, you know, Aerosmith had a house on Com Ave, uh -huh. um, which is where they really started. They moved from New Hampshire down to Com Ave, and they got their got their thing going there. And uh, so I'm standing there, and oh, so. I rehearsed with my 
with the, the band we were working on in Alston, which is on the other side from Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Brookline, Brighton, Alston, Cambridge. Yeah. And I'm standing on Beacon Street. I stick my, my thumb out. Big, beautiful black Porsche pulls up. And it's Joe Perry. Oh, wow. And, oh, I know. And it's Joe Perry. He was he was so nice. He was such a cool guy. So fun. So, I put my guitar case in the back and what do you say? Hey, Joe, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, Toys in the Attic had just come out. They oh, were, really? Were, oh, yeah, they were going. I mean, they were just, they were on the rocket. Yeah, yeah. There's a really nicer, really funny uh, scene just since you brought up Aerosmith. Uh, there's a, a movie called Get Shorty with John Travolta who he breaks into. I the, love that movie. Well, the, the sequel, when he gets into the, the music business, He's interviewing Steven Tyler and Steven <laughs> Tyler is such a funny scene. Steven Tyler goes, you know, what, what really bothers me, uh, he says this to Travolta, whatever his character's name was, Pinky or whatever. He says, what really bothers me here is like these, these rock and roll stars that just show up randomly in movies just to get a paycheck. I hate that. <laughs> That's exactly what he's doing. Showing up in a movie just to get exactly. a paycheck. It was so hilarious. It was so Steven Tyler. Just, I love that scene. Oh, yeah. Uh, and there's the Saturday Night Live when he's there and Tom Hanks is the roadie. I don't remember that. Oh, my God. It's uh, it's uh, it's Wayne's World. And they're like, oh, who can we get in? Who's coming in? It's Aerosmith and Wayne's World. Oh, and wow. Tom Hanks is running around doing being the roadie, you know, setting everything up. And- <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's just it's just it's just wonderful. I love I love those guys. And, you know. For all that craziness, you never see Tom Hanks, you know, drunk in a ditch anywhere, crawling around. You know, he's just a right. stand-up guy. Yeah. He's been, been into the movies, and that's all he's done, and he's done it so well. And then you look at Steve Tyler, I mean, Joe Perry, Steven, yeah. uh, Brad, and, you know, those guys have been in the washing machine, you know. Right. They're still right. they're still there, but, oh, my God. They've, they got some stories to tell, too. You think? <laughs> Speaking of, speaking of stories to tell, you've got a really good story in your redneck redneck parking lot song, which oh, is another. It's just hilarious again. I, I mean, you could write comedy, man, with the songs you write. They're so good. They're, I mean, they're good songs. First of all, don't get me wrong, but they're fun. You know, it makes listening to music fun and peppy and 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 humorous. You know, yeah. Where's that, where's that come from? Yeah, uh, because I don't want to be playing around where people are just contemplating slicing up their wrists. <laughs> I mean, where does that go? Does it go anywhere? Um, we'll let the balladeers do that. <laughs> yeah, please. But, you know, red, so being down, being, so, you know, I must have spent maybe 15 or 20 years just driving around the U.S. Yeah. Playing, playing every night. That was the name of the game for me. Got to mm-hmm. be playing. You're on the road. You got to be playing every night. doesn't matter where. You play the bus station doesn't matter, but you got to be working every night. And um, one thing I noticed, especially in Ohio, is the uh, nice little houses with all the cars in the front yard. <laughs> you know, and I, it was a head scratcher. You know, do they need all those cars? And then I realized they're just there for parts. And, <laughs> you know, so. We came up with this thing called Redneck Parking Lot. That's what we call them. Yeah. And then um, Redneck Parking Lot in my front yard. It's easy to get to and work's not too hard. 
people come by, drop off their cars. I strip off the parts and put the car in the yard. There you go. It's like my it's a great hook. I know. A- my friends come by, drop off their cars. I strip off the parts, put the car in the yard. Sure, it gets crowded, but parts are easy to find. I get up in the morning and watch the neighbors lose their minds. So funny. <laughs> We're gonna give it a listen here. Eric Summer. No, is this with is this just you or is this with the fabulous Piedmonts? This, oh, this, fabu- uh, this is the fabulous Piedmonts and our drummer. Uh, Amanda Sycamore, she is a uh, she is a percussionist for the Salisbury Symphony. She's a smoker. Oh, wow. And uh-huh. you should see the guns on this girl. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Any trouble, we call Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll listen for the drums, but we're going to listen to the whole song, too. It's called Redneck Parking Lot here on the Music of America podcast. Podcast. I almost said the Music of America parking lot. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. We'll be with Eric Summer and talk about another song, an instrumental, actually, after I talk to you a little bit about River Ridge Farm, Vermont's Recreation Lover's Dream. It's a gorgeous vacation rental nestled in the Green Mountains of Vermont. River Ridge Farm is an escape to everything wonderful Vermont has to offer. This historic farmhouse is set atop 16 acres of fields with mountainous views, a pasture, a pond, tree-lined river frontage, Go by and enjoy this beautiful spot right in the heart of the Green Mountain State. Now, when you make your reservations for whatever, you know, whether it's a retirement party, I mean, this thing will sleep 11 guests comfortably. 
you throw a Valentine's Day party. That's that right? It's a Valentine's Day. But it, it, you're just right in the heart of the beautiful Vermont landscape. But when you make your reservations, you have to look for River Ridge Farms, Jeffersonville, because uh, just about just Google it. Google Google River Ridge Farms, and you'll find a dozen or more all over the country. So say in your search engine, say uh, River Ridge Farms, Jeffersonville. Same with Airbnb, single out Jeffersonville to get to this one. It's Vermont's recreation lover's dream, River Ridge Farms, Jeffersonville. Now, uh, Eric Summer, our guest here, you've been to Vermont, right? I have not only been to Vermont, um, I have played all over that state, in particular in Burlington at the Radio Bean. Oh, the Bean. It's my favorite oh, place. I, I, man, I've playing there for years, and yeah. then I... And yeah, and then it, it just got too far to go. Yeah. And uh, uh, but you know, Lee, who runs that place, owns it. Such a nice guy. And if you see him or go there, please tell him I said hello. Oh, Lee, I, Lee's I, a friend. I, Lee's a friend. I mean, I talk to Lee a lot. We oh, actually man. we work we work a route. When we go out to hear music, we'll start at the Bean, okay, and then we'll walk over to Church Street. Now, people that aren't from Vermont don't know this, but Church Street is a, about a four block long stretch. Yep. Where people walk up and down the streets kind of like kind of like Beale in Memphis you know but uh, there's shops and bars and restaurants and you just walk up and down the original Ben and Jerry's is there and but we would go in and we'd go to Hammerstones or whatever and then yep. we'd check out music there and then we'd go on down to the sidebar and then we'd go to Red Square and then we'd go around the corner we'd go to Nectar's and if we didn't like anything that we, we saw Nectar's. there Nectar's is a great place and I played there and then if uh, if we didn't like what was going on, we'd go back to Radio Bean because Lee had, on any given Friday or Saturday night, he'd have three to five artists come in. Yep. In the, in, got, in the front room and then in the back room. Well, he's changed it now. He's changed, so it, since uh, since I've moved here, since I've lived here, he had the this place where he had all these lamps called Light, uh, Light Post the Lamp, lamp shop. shop. Yeah. And then in the middle has a restaurant called Duende. And yes. then Radio Bean to the right. Well, since COVID, he and and you know Lee Lee would go in there like every three months and just completely renovate everything anyway because that's what he does. That's what he does for fun. Yeah, he has pretty much wiped out the restaurant, expanded Radio Bean, so it's got a bigger, longer stage. You can put more pieces up there, and then uh, the lamppost light shop is still on the other side. But the most of the dining area is now seating area for Radio Bean. Wow, such a cool place. So Please yeah. give him my best and tell him I need to come back up there. Give me a date. Love yeah, that room. No kidding. No kidding. I'll, I'll put well, you two together. Because that's that's that one room. of the things. My New Year's resolution, I want to find places for artists to come into, like Missouri, in St. Louis, or where my other house is, and here in, in, Bur in Burlington, Vermont, where I am now. But there's all kinds of places to play around the state. The Bean is just a... Well, I, I tell this all the time, but I think... Bean Vermont, is pretty unique. It really is. And Burlington is, I think, one of the best-kept secrets in the music industry. And yep, people that play in Burlington can't wait to get back because they're just so receptive to the new music. And I they don't are. care if you're a death metal Christian rock rapper, you know, yeah. they'll buy into it. It's so hippies cool. like everything. <laughs> well, hippies like everything. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> they, they even like instrumental music, which leads me to your last song, a song called Thunderstick. Now, wait how a minute. Does... Is this, wait a minute. Is what? this almost over? Yeah. What? Time flies when you have a good time. Oh, man. <laughs> well, you want to yeah. talk about something? Uh, yeah. You know, this um, This was, uh, like, for me, 
you know, playing this acoustic stuff and I, you know, some of it just felt so constrained after a while. Yeah. And so one time I just turned up the volume and, and, you know, started doing what I call, uh, no, no fear playing. It didn't matter what was happening as long as it was loud, had a melody to it and it rocked and, you know, just keep on going. And that's what this is. It is just a, it's a free for all, um, you know, not constrained by, you know, four bar intro, four bar chorus, four bar verse, a, you know, eight, um, middle eight, four bar. No, nothing like that. It's just, it's just a, a loud rock and rant on, uh, on, uh, a great tuning I got from a guy in Duluth, Minnesota called, uh, what the hell was his name? Uh, was called um um anyway the tuning is octaves by fifth so it starts off bass down to d and just you know just octaves uh, all the way up and it's just uh, um it's just such a great sound and then uh you know that little j terser that little j junior which i still have yeah i mean i think i've broken so many um tuning pegs but i still have the original <laughs> And it comes in seafoam green, so I have two of those. And it comes in black. I have one of those. Uh-huh. And then, uh, you know, a bunch of checkerboard guitars and, you know, quite the arsenal. So, yeah, that's what it is. It's called No Fear Playing. Don't worry about it. No yeah, Fear Jaco Pastoria. Yeah, Jaco Pastorius uh, was a firm believer of, uh, you know, start anywhere. Yeah. You know, uh, um, uh, keys are you know guardrails put up by heathens uh yeah. <laughs> humble know, pie humble pie played a lot like that what a great band yeah oh my uh, god what uh, a great band and alvin lee and 10 years after right 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 Forgot about that yeah good i mean we can, going down memory lane is, here again i know this is dangerous man <laughs> well, um, let's, but let's i don't in. know i don't i don't see any newer players who are doing that there's a record label called uh red cat or or something where there's a lot of wacky guitar player type people who wear uh you know japanese hats big <laughs> hats and they sit there and you know you know sounds fun i know it, it sounds is, fun it, and it, interesting it, but it doesn't fit today's market anymore because everything is so homogenized you know well, and let's not get into that, but you yeah. know, today's music is shit. Yeah. Um, there's just you know, it I, just I get that a lot on the show. I hear that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, well But see, I'm uh, I'm blessed. I'm blessed because I have this show. So yeah, I don't get really to I, I listen to this music. I listen to what you put out and I listen to what this guy's putting out and I hear yep. fresh. I hear fresh every day and I love That's it. So wonderful. Yeah. And, and speaking then, of know, wonderful. Oh good. When you're writing when you're writing stuff. You know, you got to come up with you know, what do you have to say? I mean, you gotta have something to say. Yeah. And what is it? It better not be tired, worn out, dead, or downtrodden. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's got to be, it's got to be up, happening, meaningful, and you got to say something. You got to have right. something to say. If you don't, go work at McDonald's. They're always hiring. That's what I always tell people. If you can't, then just repeat after me. Would you like fries with that? <laughs> <laughs> 
That's a great one. There we go. Eric Summer and the fabulous Piedmonts, our guest here on the Music of America podcast. The last song we're going to listen to of his, Thunderstick. Thunderstick here on the Music of America podcast and our guest Eric Summer from Pittsburgh, North Carolina. After an hour of us fighting technical difficulties, we got this thing going and now the time has already flown by, man. I don't I hate it. I hate it. You gotta get your butt up here to 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 Burlington. We'll go, we'll storm the Bastille of the Radio Bean. And uh and then uh, what did you say? We'll we'll put on some socks with our Birkenstock Birkenstocks. We'll, and, I'll uh, grow, and I'll grow my hair long and I'll maybe grow some facial hair. Oh, wait, I'm doing all that. But you got to get a bag of granola and that's right, know, and put it on my Ben and Jerry's, and then uh, bong. Walk up and down Church Street, smelling that that skunk like odor. That's right, <laughs> patchouli or jostics. I mean, it's just like the uh, Esplanade at, in Boulder, yeah, Colorado, where yeah. I was born. I mean, it's just wide, you know, five or six blocks of wide open stuff, and just the Boulderado Hotel. Oh my God. Well, Eric, this is the last segment of the show. We call this shameless self-promotion, you know, and this is where we as listeners and fans of, of you, you tell us how we can help support you, where we can get your merch, where we can see you performing, where we can get your music, where we can get your schedule. So let's go. Tell me, tell me about finding Eric Summer. Hey, uh, that's, that's very kind of you. Thank you. Um, everything comes out of Eric Summer, S-O-M-M-E-R.com. There's ericsummer.com forward slash 
song hyphen portfolio. You can hear the latest six releases we have that are going to a new record. Um, we have, I think, six or seven records out already. All those are on the website, you know, and we're um, a part of all that nonsense, Spotify. I don't even know what they are. You're just but, everywhere. Um, yeah. And, um, um, and, and I, you know, I, I do a lot of writing. I have, have a lot of, um, have a lot of, I've been on the road for so long. I, it's very hard for me to stay uh, in one place. So I'm always writing. I've had so many wonderful experiences and some incredibly harrowing experiences. So I put those into a lot of short stories, um, you know, everywhere from Winona, Minnesota to, uh, um, Marfa, Texas down to Terlingua. Wow. Um, and those are uh those will be on that website soon and then i have all the you know i've been sort of uh, when i got back to the u.s my cousins were already uh really committed roadmen they had read on the road with jack kerouac and they wanted to go live that life yeah. and and also their home life was really terrible my uncle had uh had, had terrible experiences in uh in world war ii and um when he had these kids it was very difficult to live with so they were always trying to get out and they were just they would think nothing of stepping out sticking out their thumb and going to albuquerque wow no problem so i did that with them uh -huh. and um so i have a lot of what i call road pros uh there i've got like five or six books i don't know but all that's up there under merch i think some of the titles are black pancake red chairs about waffle house and, um, <laughs> um and all that yeah that's like there is no other piece of americana like a waffle, like house. A waffle house red chair that's so funny it's like as soon as you say red chair and waffle house i mean you're there you smell the eggs you know oh my god you can, and, you can and see that ugly right. yellow menu <laughs> <laughs> burn too <laughs> burn too <laughs> but you know all of that stuff is um is available on the website and then the other thing is if you like what we're talking about if you like what i what what i'm trying to do you know don't be a stranger go onto the website say hello i answer everybody and i know that's time consuming and gretchen goes nuts about it but i i answer any to everybody i always respond say anything i can do to help anybody give me a call and just ask me you know so many people have helped me and never asked for anything yeah so i am very happy to do whatever i can um to um to uh, help in any way and so well, that's where we are man that's that's where we are in our careers now we're we're now at that stage where we hit in in plato's republic that's what our role was as we got older we had to help the youngers get in go through what we went through without as much suffering maybe you know Although with art, you got to have the suffering, you know, oh my you God. just got to, you know, you know, there's a wonderful book called the courage to create by mm -hmm. Rollo May. Yeah. What that's about is in order to create it, it is a very destructive act because something has to be destroyed in order to make room for something new to take its place. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, that is, uh, that is a very real, um, uh, process. Um, the Japanese have a word for it. Well, not really. It's called wabi-sabi. It's the appreciation of decay. Uh, of things get old. That's why Japanese portraiture is filled with 
old buildings and old pieces of wood and you know things like that because they respect and they watch the decay there's it's beautiful it takes a long time but it's beautiful and you know essentially the same thing to create something new something has to be removed yeah. so you can make room uh for it so anyway please interesting reach out philosophy to me. yeah yep reach out to me call me uh send me a note and i will do whatever i can to help you in any way i can I'm reminded of a line in Private Ryan when the medic is all shot up on a battlefield and they're trying to get him better. And they say, help us help you. Help us help you. And that's tell basically... Us what, tell us what to do. Tell what, us what, what to do. Need to do. Tell, right. tell me how to fix you. Exactly. And that's that's what you're offering here. And that's that's just superb, man. I appreciate it. It's, uh... No problem, Tom. Amen. Love this conversation. Wish we could do a two-hour show. Maybe next time. And, hey, and, you're in control of the time. Let's just keep <laughs> on going. Well, I'll just, we get go, you, I'll just get you up here to Burlington and then uh, we'll hang yeah. out at the Bean. Everybody, very, very, um, have a beautiful um, uh, Valentine's Day. It's a wonderful time to give and and make friends and uh, tell your friends how much you love them. Thank you so much, Tom. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Amen, brother. Thank you, Eric Summer, our guest here on the Music of America podcast. Up next, Zig Zack. And his band, Nod Notwin, here on the Music of America podcast. You've been listening to the Music of America podcast. If you like today's show, please go to the website at www.musicofamericapod.com or our Music of America podcast Facebook page. Like us and follow the show and episodes. We tally the votes of all our shows, and the most listened to shows will be rebroadcast on our best of shows at the end of the season. I look forward to having you with us again and listening to the Music of America.